have you met Miss Jones? Someone said as we shook hands She was just Miss Jones to me And then I said, Miss Jones You're a girl who understands I'm a man who must be free And all at once I lost my breath And all at once was scared to death And all at once I own the earth and sky And now I've met Miss Jones And we'll keep on meeting till we die Miss Jones and I Hello, Howlers, and welcome to another episode of Hell's Kitchen Cast, Jonesin' for Whiskey. I am Colonel Chaos, a.k.a. Chipsella, and joining me tonight, the one, the only, the amazing, the astonishing Agent Ass Crumpet, Ant-Man Urquhart. How you doing, Andy? Ass <laughs> Crumpet. Yeah, I'm good, I'm good. I heard that in the episode tonight. I don't know. And I was like... Yeah, that's going into his intro. Ask <laughs> Crumpet like Urquhart. I like to change my name to that <laughs> <laughs> everywhere. Uh, Andy, so uh, this isn't the final episode of... <laughs> yeah, like I can, I can never remember the name of this. Jones in for whiskey. Uh, we are doing one next week, and we have a little other news as well. But uh, we are doing the last two episodes of Jessica Jones tonight, and then we are planning to do one next week. Maybe I can pull in some guests, depending on when we record and all that stuff. Um, we decided... We're going to just do the two episodes tonight and then do a special post-mortem show. That's yep, the plan, right? Yeah, a couple of guests and, uh, yeah, and, talk, and talk about the season as a whole overall. And the se- Yeah, the season, the series, all of that. So uh, this is not the last episode of Hell's Kitchen cast Jones in for Whiskey. You guys are going to be subjected to one more. But we also are starting up season two of... Uh, what do we call it? Agent Car- Carter cast? Yep, the uh, agents of Carter cast. I can't. I can't remember. <laughs> I need to check the feed. Yeah, we're gonna. Hopefully, I can get that one right. <laughs> By the time we get to it, um, and I don't know. We forgot to. Ha- I forgot to ask you before we start recording. We're gonna do that live this week. Um, we shall see. I don't have my work schedule for yet for next week, so I will. Okay. We, we will get. I'll get back to you on that one. All right. Because I think because yeah, we're both kind of we both have very busy schedules, and it's a two-hour episode. Mm-hmm. So yep. this is a bit, a busy week. <laughs> very busy week. 
Not only do we have our other shows, I'm uh, doing a guest spot or filling in for Sean Freeman on uh, Knuckleballer Radio this week. At least I think Mm -hmm. that's the plan. And, yeah, B-Team, two-hour Agent Carter, going to be a busy week. So. Yep, definitely. I'm actually going down to uh, Ali's tomorrow night. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> no, it'll be fun. My wife's going and his wife will be there and it'll be it'll be fun. <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> You're welcome to join us. Jack. No, that's qu- that's quite all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to jump on a plane to Scotland. Yeah, I'll be, yeah. Uh, I'll, be I'll, I'll I'll be there before you do, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, Andy, uh, before we get into the news, any big, uh, any uh, doings on your way? Anything you want to talk about? Mm, not really. Nothing much Marvel-related. Uh, I've, I've, I've been delving into uh, reading uh, the new Miss Marvel series, okay. the uh, Kamala Khan one. Okay. Uh, it's really good. Really? Highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. I just can't get into the character. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, I know you're a big Gossip Girl fan. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I don't know. It's just, it's it comes across kind of teeny bopper to me. It kind of is a bit teeny bopper-esque, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I think it's great. Uh-huh. It's, they, they do like, they deal with like religion and stuff in quite an interesting way. Okay. It's a kind of different take on the kind of teen superhero book. Okay. Yeah, I'm, yeah trying to, I'm trying to think of the last good teen super female superhero book, and I can't even think of one. Super oh, like a fe- just a female superhero book or a teen teen female superhero. Teen female superhero. Yeah, I would probably agree with you, Supergirl. Like New Fifty Two, Supergirl, I really enjoyed. Yeah, I that's. I, I never read that. I mean, I read like '80s, '90s uh, Supergirl stuff, mm. if at all. So, all right. But yeah, how, how about you, Chip? Anything exciting Marvel-wise this week? Marvel-wise, <laughs> no, no. It's uh, you, as you know, things changed in Marvel Puzzle Quest, and I've been fighting mm. that all yep. week. But uh, no, it's been uh, fairly. Marvel free week for me, actually. Now, the, the, this uh, question will tie nicely into the, the first news story. Just before we get into talking mm. about the TV stuff, Marvel does have a video game coming out oh. in a week or so, a couple okay. of weeks maybe. Yeah. Depending on when you listen to this, um, Lego Marvel Avengers comes mm-hmm. out end of the month. And they did announce some new content coming exclusively to the PlayStation platforms. Uh, which ties in with the uh, with the movies, and uh, they've used they've apparently used a lot of the like sound clips and stuff like that and assets from the movies, mm-hmm. uh, from Avengers one and two, and I believe from like Captain America and stuff as well, which is cool. I don't know, I don't don't think they'll have anything from Civil War in it, but like certainly from like the Winter Soldier and that. And they did announce that um, I think the uh, oh they did announce that they're doing a Civil War pack, which is coming to PlayStation exclusively as well as an ant-man pack right and those are going to be i believe they're going to be free for playstation you think which is quite i'm sure i'm sure that's what i read um i will just double check that but i'm sure that they said it's free there is a season pass coming for it as well and the interesting thing for us is that supposedly the season pass includes agents of shield content oh 
So I need to buy the fucking season pass. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably so do you, Chip. <laughs> <sighs> Crap. I know. I don't want to buy a season pass for a Lego game, but I, I think I need to. Here's my problem with uh, so many. Uh, I have problems with a lot of what you just discussed, okay? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, a PlayStation hasn't has not been my uh, uh, platform of choice lately. Yep. The, the main reason being that uh, I don't have enough space on my hard drive, and it's a mm-hmm. pain in the ass, and to what we refer to as clean the fridge because you either have you have to remove stuff and I like to just keep all my content on there. Um yep. so that that's that's problem one. Uh the problem two is I have a very I have a very large love hate relationship with all the Lego games. Mm-hmm. Uh because a lot of times I don't like I it, I find it to be Sloppy programming is what I refer to it as. And mm-hmm. uh, the main thing being that uh, you have a hard t- A lot of times I have a hard time getting things to activate because if you're one minor pixel off, uh, it tends not to trigger. Mm-hmm. And you've, you've heard me bitch about this before. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, A, I wasn't sure I was going to get... Lego Avengers and B if I got it I was planning on getting it on <clears throat> the Xbox mm-hmm. yeah now it seems like if I, I I probably do have to get it and I'm probably going to have to get it on PlayStation yep um, I, I was just checking up there yeah, the Civil War content pack is free and it is actually launching on, on the 26th of January which I believe is the same day, day the game comes out yeah, yeah. Um, it's got nine ca- I don't think I don't think they'll have they might have like small voice clips in it but there's no like story pack or anything like that mm-hmm. for Civil War at the moment anyway that's probably maybe they'll do that in the season pass but um, the, there's nine characters in it so you've got Captain America Iron Man Mark 46 Black Panther Winter Soldier Falcon War Machine Scarlet Witch and Crossbones and Agent 13. Hmm. So that's quite cool to like give you that for free. Um, the other one which is coming, which is going to be available later this spring, is the Ant-Man character and level pack. So Ant-Man's getting his own level, which automatically makes this game of the year, surely, <laughs> <laughs> for me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's going to include a bunch of characters as well. 11 characters in this pack. Again, this is going to be totally free for PlayStation people. Not not on Xbox, I'm afraid, but on PlayStation it's going to be there. Um, you'll get Ant-Man, Scott Lang, Ant-Man, Hank Pym, Anthony, which is the flying ant, uh, Cassie Lang, Darren Cross, Scott Lang, Hank Pym, Hope Van Dyne, Luis, who's the, the mm. guy that tells the awesome story. I, I hope they do that in the in the level pack. That'd be so funny. Um, the Wasp, Janet Van Dyne, and Yellow Jacket, which is really cool. Um, uh, I, I'm really looking forward to this already, and yeah, it makes me want. I, I was I was going to get this game at some point this year, but it made me pre-order the game, mm-hmm. and I'm going to have to buy the season pass as well because, um, yeah, Agents of Shield content coming in the season pass, <laughs> which is very interesting. And and you know, I got to see uh, 
a preview of this game at New York Comic Con. Mm-hmm. And they have Agent Carter levels in there. Mm. And they're all done in black and white or sepia tone. Oh, cool. So, fuck, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I know, like... Lego, what was it? Lego Marvel Superheroes. It was a decent enough game. It had a lot of problems, though, and there was so many glitches in it. But mm-hmm. I, I did finish the main game, but I was unable to complete all the side bits because of the glitches. Um, hopefully, this one gets rid of some of these glitches. Um, I think the last one I played was The Hobbit, and I think Lego Batman 3 was out at the same time. Those were both pretty decent. Didn't have any, any major issues with them. Apart from the fact that Lego, Lego Batman Three, the uh, it had a season pass, and the best level in the game was the Arrow level, which was DLC they had to buy, which was very annoying. <laughs> yeah, I, I got fed up with that. So, all right, <laughs> enough video game stuff, Andy. Yeah. We got to move on. Yes, definitely. Um, but yes, we do need to move on and talk about. Netflix shows, and specifically before we get into the little bits and pieces of news about the Netflix shows, the Netflix numbers. Now, Netflix is a company that traditionally has never ever released any numbers on any of their content at all. Absolutely none. But this week, it has emerged that apparently some executive, was it, was it CBS? NBC. In NBC. Like, we, we don't, I don't get those networks here, so I don't know what they are. But um, NBC, um, an executive there, has somehow managed to work out the Netflix formula and he knows the numbers. <laughs> the Netflix does not reveal. And he says the numbers are not that impressive. Uh, you know, and my wife read the same article and she goes, those are the numbers in the key demographic. And I think it was like mm-hmm. 4.6 million viewers per uh episode of jessica jones yep and that was in your key demographic you know 18 to 49 or what have you and she thought those were actually pretty decent numbers they're not uh they're not cbs uh csi numbers you know 17 million or american idol or empire numbers which are kind of crazy but they're respectable mm-hmm. so i mean take it with a grain of salt and who knows if he actually figured out the formula or not <laughs> yeah <laughs> he could be just talking out of his ass yeah i mean you could have pulled this number from anywhere like <laughs> realistically and, 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 yeah and i mean just kind of, kind of key demographic doesn't take into account like people that put their data buff in wrong and stuff like that like i mean a lot of people probably just put in a random date of birth for stuff like that you know like if it's only counting people that are 18 to 49 not many people below the age of 18 would probably watch Jessica Jones and Daredevil things like that but there still will be some like teenagers and stuff that are allowed to watch programs like that and it, it, uh, it is a hard sell I mean there are people that it, well first of all my problem with the whole article is it says he's figured it out but he hasn't told mm-hmm. us how he figured it mm-hmm. out he doesn't yeah. show his math, okay? <laughs> no, he doesn't show his working. So uh, we have no idea how he figured this out, what he's basing his uh, assumptions and data on, and then um, not even taking into account 
the things that uh, you suggested, like uh, people lying about their age and this and that and the other thing. Um, t- Jessica Jones is a tough sell. You know, uh, there are there's the superhero crowd that probably thinks it's not superhero-y enough. Mm-hmm. And then there's the crowd that... Um, sees it as a Marvel show and thinks it's going to be the flash, you know, or one of those style Marvel shows. So I think you, you can kind of alienate both sides of the spectrum at the same time. Mm, Yep. So I don't know. Um, And like I said, Netflix didn't even respond to it. No. <laughs> well, you know, they didn't they say think... it was crap. They didn't no. say he was wrong. They mm-hmm. didn't defend or sue him or do anything. So maybe their silence is tacit co- agreement. Or maybe it's just, it's not even worth the... Uh... Yeah, that's what I think. They're kind of like, it's not even worth us dignifying that with a response. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, other people are talking about us. Cool. Other networks can get us buzz. We don't even need to do anything. Awesome. But, like, literally, the best thing they can do is say nothing to that. Like, if they come out and release their numbers, people will pick them apart. So it's kind of, like, wise for Netflix not to release their numbers. And I mean, Netflix kind of speaks with its own backing of projects. Like, if it's happy with a project, it backs it. And it keeps it going. Like, we saw it with Daredevil. Like, it was... I think, was it before Daredevil even popped up at the end of season two, or was it just after? Four days. Four days after it went up? Four days it got renewed. Uh, yeah. The, here's the thing. Number, I, I guess numbers do matter in, to an extent to Netflix, because obviously you don't want to put on a show that nobody, you don't want to spend all the money on a show that nobody's watching. Yep. But at the same time, their revenue is not generated by advertising. I mean, the the reason we have ratings is to figure out how many people are actually watching a show. Mm. You know, if, if you're CSI and you have 17 million people watching you, a 30-second commercial costs, I don't know, $500,000. Mm-hmm. If you're... I'm trying to think. The Muppets, which nobody watches, <laughs> unfortunately. It's it's actually kind of a, an amusing show. Uh, it, you know, maybe it's a hundred thousand dollars for that thirty second commercial. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's just like uh, you know, the Super Bowl gets the biggest ad revenues of any television show. In America every year, you know, it's like $2 million yeah. or something to have a 30-second ad on the Super Bowl. <laughs> no joke. So yeah. uh, that, it, but that's because, you know, you have a, a an audience and that's what network, you know, over the air slash free network TV was all about. The shows are free. You make your money on the the commercials. Netflix doesn't operate on that. You pay them seven eight dollars a month. 
uh, you don't get any commercials, and they make all their money off of the number of people that subscribe to their service. Yep. And they, they must be doing all right for themselves because we've seen Netflix expand a mm. lot over the last mm. few years. And that, like Amazon as well. Amazon does it too. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's pretty much the way of the future. Yeah, I, I totally agree. You know, uh, I, th- I find network television convenient. You know, you turn on the TV, it's, uh, you know, I, I watch everything on a DVR, so we just go there and flick it on. But, you know, eventually, uh, I don't know if the network system will ever go away, but. I think it could change mm-hmm. um, until, like, because, I, I, I mean, I'd imagine, like, through your subscription, there'll be a lot of channels that you pay for that you do not ever watch. Oh, hell yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, hell like, yeah. I mean, you do that already. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's always been my kind of bugbear with it. Like, why should I pay for this channel if I never, ever watch it? Like, knock knock 50 pence off a month. Like, that sort of thing. If, if I'm never going to watch this. Like, it would be good if you could kind of build your own package. But I don't think that the TV will ever get around to working out how to do that properly. Certainly not, not in this country. Like Over here, it's, everything's so far behind in terms of the television shows, mm. so far behind America that like Netflix and Amazon and that are absolutely taking it over. Like The network TV stuff over here, will, I think it will go away here faster than it will in America. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, is kind of unusual. <laughs> Normally, it doesn't go like that, but, but yeah, I think it's going to happen over here sooner rather than later. I can see that. So, but uh, so we don't know if the if this guy is onto something or is on something. We nobody mm. knows. Nope, nobody knows except for Netflix, and they're saying nothing. Except that Netflix uh, came out. The, I think it was the day after this because I did see like a few articles and things floating around about um, when he mentioned that old oh, Jessica Jones's numbers weren't that strong and all that sort of stuff. And then I had like saw another couple articles talking about, oh, like oh Jessica Jones hasn't been renewed yet for season two. Is this because of these quote unquote poor numbers? Um, so Netflix came out the next day and went. Jessica Jones season two, there you go. <laughs> it's confirmed. It's definitely happening. <laughs> so I mean that's kind of the strongest like You really killed it, the story you know? for me, Al Andy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh yes. As Andy just mentioned, Hell's Kitchen cast, just Jones in for whiskey, will be back for a season two. Of course, yeah. as we will always be. We'll, we'll be here. We'll cover all the all the MCU stuff, and yeah, we're gonna cover Jessica Jones season two. You um, just you you total. I didn't realize where you were going with that because I would have cut you off sooner. <laughs> you already said we were coming back for season two. No, yeah, I, right? I I hadn't. <laughs> I had kept that out of my comment. Okay, but yeah, <laughs> we're coming back for season two. Surprise. <laughs> You are just Mr. Spoiler. Let me tell you. Yeah. Spoiler week. <laughs> Andy was Andy joined us uh, along with his drunken co-host Allie on uh, the B team this week and uh, for our, for our annual Game of the Year award show known as the Ball Gaggies and Andy's just sitting there spoiling games and completely <laughs> oblivious and 
Not following B team protocol. <laughs> I, I, I was. And, 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 and now you're burying the lead. Uh, <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah. Jessica I, I Jones is coming back. No, the story is Jones and for Whiskey got renewed for season two on all games. <laughs> That's yes. the way you sell the story, Andy. That's the one. Yep. I should have laid with that. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> way to bury the lead, Andy. <laughs> I, I did the setup and then you, you, know, you, you, of, you, yeah. <laughs> you did the setup and then you fell down. Yeah, I fell down. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll come back for season two. Uh, look forward to it. It's, it's been a blast doing Jones over whiskey. It's it's slightly different from the the other shows that we've done, but thoroughly enjoyed doing it so far. Yeah, um, yeah, and a lot of this I'll we'll say for the post mortem yeah. show, but. Uh, it really is a different series. Mm, very different. Uh, just into uh, the Netflix shows. I think it, it's not the right word, but I think just are on a different intellectual level than your typical the other uh, hero shows that are out there. I guess that's the best way to say it. Yeah, I would, I would totally agree with that. Even in line with like Agents of Shield, say uh, the Netflix shows, they, it had, I think Marvel kind of knew that they were trying to cater to a different audience, like the sort of people that will go out and watch like several seasons of like House of Cards and stuff like that, like high level intellectual stuff. And they know that these are the people that are watching shows regularly on Netflix, and that's the audience that they need to try and capture. And they seem to have done a good job of that. Yeah. So. All right, so we're back for Jessica Jones happens to be we're back and Jessica Jones is coming along for the ride. <laughs> yep. Uh, no Game Boys in the back of the car on this ride. No, 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 no. Don't don't let her near <laughs> your Game Boy. First of all, she'll break it. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Jessica Jones will be back as well. And any other news, Andy? Yeah, so one or two other things have popped up regarding. Uh, there has been like a small update on uh, the defenders as well, but I mean, basically, it's just that <laughs> defenders is being worked on. That's they're essentially scrapping it just now. Yeah, Iron Fist still on the board. It's still happening, despite what some people say. Uh, they they are casting it at the moment, mm -hmm. which I would say means that casting announcement must be imminent. Like, they must be close to getting somebody cast for that. Well, they they haven't they haven't announced a date for it yet. No. They, so so we don't know exactly when this is happening. Uh, you know, Defenders, we fully expect to happen at some time in the near future. Um, and now we have Jessica Jones Season 2, which I saw somebody speculated would probably be out uh, by the end of 2016. I think that's very ambitious. Yeah, that's. I would say that's almost too soon, especially when you've got two other shows coming out this year. Because um, you've got Luke Cage as well as like Daredevil's out in March, so you're two months out from Daredevil. Luke Cage is still filming just now, but I would expect that to drop probably November-ish. So I can't see where Jessica Jones would fit into that. 
maybe early 2017 it will fit in, but I can't see them really doing three shows this year. Can you, can you see them do three shows this year? Well, let's see. Uh, Luke Cage is filming. I'm going to guess that. I th- no, I, 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 I don't think Jessica Jones season two happens until after Defenders. Yeah, possibly not, yeah. I mean, they haven't announced when Defenders is happening. I'd like to see it next year. I think it has to come out in 2017. Mm-hmm. So, and I th- and I guess there there my wife read a rumor that uh, they're starting to uh, work on or are in or a Punisher show is in development. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if that happens, but. Yeah, I did. I did read that as well. Like, uh, obviously, in Daredevil season two, we're gonna get like the Punisher's origin story and whatnot, mm. and uh, it has been talked about that. I mean, I think we've mentioned it before as well that Punisher should get his own show. And I mean, John Bernthal looks like he's gonna be a really good yeah, person to play that role. Um, as long as he, as long as he plays it well, I don't see any reason why they couldn't do a Punisher TV show. And I think it would be awesome for them to to do something like that. Oh, I totally expect them to do a Punisher show. That's going to be mm-hmm. part of Phase Two. Um, yep. I would assume at this point, the, the shows confirmed for Phase Two, they're going to have to. I don't think they're going to do more than four at a time, or five, mm-hmm. if you want to include uh, Defenders. I yep. so I think something is going to have to be put on the shelf. Yep. You know, the, if you do... So if you, you have Punisher, you have Jessica Jones Season 2. Uh, I don't know if you go to Season 3 with Daredevil. Where do you take him then? Do you take him to big screen? Oh, maybe he, maybe it's just some cameos. Or, you know, guest appearances in the other shows. Uh, I just don't see... You're going to want to expand the universe. So, so, so of the four shows, with uh, Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and Iron Fist, two of which we haven't even seen yet, which one would you shelf? I mean... If you're only <laughs> adding one new show. It's got to be the Iron Fist show. Like, I mean, the, we don't know anything about it as of yet, really. But can you see Iron Fist going more than one season? I don't know. At this point, I mean, no, who, who would have thought Jessica Jones? Yeah. I mean, Jessica Jones, how, uh, how, I didn't see that going for more than one season. No, I mean, we just basically assumed that Jessica Jones would go one season and then, like, obviously she meets up with Luke Cage in, in the season and then that's her. She's in Luke Cage. And this the other characters from her show can be splintered into the other shows easily enough. They're all, they all live in the same area. Or, but no, <laughs> looks like they're continuing. You know, and I, I would have thought that maybe Jessica Jones... See, I, I would have absorbed Jessica Jones into either season two of... Luke Cage or Iron Fist, and then uh, I was assuming that maybe Elektra would get her own show. 
Yeah, and I mean, obviously, there is talk of like Electra could get her own show. It depends on. Uh, I don't think we've really seen anything much of uh, Electra in the like images or mm. uh, like the tip bits of footage that's out there for Daredevil season two. So it'll be interesting to see how she's played. And like, I'm not familiar with the actress either, so I couldn't tell you like how good she'd be at playing uh, playing Electra. No, I mean, but. You know, you could say the same to the Punisher to an extent. But, I mean, we figured Phase 2 would be, you know, one or two of the shows coming back. And that's where I'm thinking, well, maybe you do two seasons of Daredevil. I, you know, it's just such a weird thing. It's not, you know, it's not your typical, quote-unquote, network show mm-hmm. where you, you know... That goes over months. They put out all the episodes at once. Um, I don't know if, you know, you do a season three of Daredevil or... Uh, I, 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 I just don't want to see them overextend themselves. Hmm. You know, but at the same time, there's been talk that Disney wants to make an entire Marvel channel. And put mm-hmm. stuff up yep. there, and you know the uh, a Star Wars channel, all of which kind of sounds cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, and well, I mean, Disney does have does have the capital to do all this crap, I guess. So absolutely, but, yeah, um, Disney has a lot of money. But uh, at the same time, it's like uh, at some point you dilute your product. And while I would like, well, in one instance, I don't want any more uh, Marvel shows because then I have to do podcasts about them. <laughs> <laughs> but no, at the no, same time, give, t- give, <laughs> give us all the podcasts. Uh, give us all the shows and we'll do all the podcasts about them. I, I, I was telling you earlier, we, we had family over and somebody was asking me, so are you playing any games? And I said, puzzle quest it's like Mm. i don't have time these days to (laughs) play anything because you know i we have to watch uh you know i'm watching jessica jones i try and watch two at minimum of two episodes a week which means because i usually watch them twice that's four hours of tv Mm -hmm. plus two two plus hours of doing this show there's six hours of my free time gone so (laughs) (laughs) the idea of more Marvel shows just scares the hell out of me. Um, but, you know, obviously, for some reason, I keep sticking my dick in that like socket. So uh, <laughs> here I am. Um, but anyways, no, um, I just how, how many shows can Netflix and Marvel make? and keep the quality high. I, I would say that in terms of Netflix stuff, your maximum amount, I would say, is four a year. At, four a year. At most. And I would say that even that is probably too many. Um, you probably want three a year as, like, the most. Like, four at a push. Like, say, if you had three plus a Defenders one, that would be okay. Like, say, a six-episode Defenders arc. That would be acceptable, but if you do more than that, then I think that's pushing it a wee bit, and you, you would probably end up deleting some of the content. 
Right. Okay. So so if you do, and right now we're getting about two a year, and yep. so how how do you do this? Do is it two? Do you put it two years in between seasons, and do eight? You know, one year it's Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist. Uh, the second year is Punisher, Moon Knight, Cloak and Dagger, and Elektra. Yeah, I mean, you could do that, but, like, I think a lot of people forget that Daredevil came out last year, like, 2015. Right. <laughs> like, see, when I was looking at, like, the, like, the a lot of, like, different websites, lists of, like, the best TV shows of the year and stuff like that, a lot of them mentioned Jessica Jones. Because mm-hmm. it came out like right at the end of the year, but right. hardly any of them mentioned Daredevil. I think they just forgot about it because it came out like so early last year. But yeah, um, yeah, only Daredevil only came out a year ago. So, like the fact that they've managed to turn around and do a second season like the next year kind of leads me to believe that the, if that's successful again, then season three will be the year after. Maybe. And like, I, I'm not sure. I don't think they would be able to get Jessica Jones out for uh, end of this year. Like I, I think it would be it would be 2017. But yeah, it's quite uh, interesting the way they're doing it, and we'll, we'll see how many seasons they can squeeze into how much time and how many shows. So yeah, mm-hmm. all right. But I think I think three is kind of your golden number. Like if they could put a show out start of the year, one in the middle, one at the end. Like that's kind of. What what you would aim for? Same way with the doing with the movies. Two 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 and a half a year, basically. Yeah, two or three per year. So, all right. Shall we get into some uh, Jessica Jones? Because we have a lot to talk about. Yes, there is a lot to talk about. Yeah, obviously, these are the the final two episodes of Jessica Jones, uh, which is episode. 12 and 13. Yep. And uh, we'll do 12 first. first. Do you have the yeah, title, so, Andy? No, I don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to, I was trying to vamp and give you some time. I try to pull up. I usually do uh, look up what the title was and uh, write it down, but I did not today. So I'm just looking up. Okay. Okay, episode 12, which is called AKA Take a Bloody Number. <laughs> take a bloody number which is <laughs> which is quite a funny name and I, I can't what is that why is it called that I, I can tell you okay oh will you tell us as part of the episode yes okay you want me to tell you now or do you want me to tell you when you get to it mm, tell us when we get to it okay so okay what happened so, in Take a Bloody Number? <laughs> yeah, so uh, season one, episode 12, aka Take a Bloody Number. Um, obviously, we saw at the end of the last episode that Luke's bar blew up. However, he's fine because he's got unbreakable skin. As we as we know. <laughs> um, basically, Kilgrave made him blow up his own bar. And supposedly, Kilgrave doesn't know about Luke's powers. and But he has been under Kilgrave's control. And he, we see this kind of flashback of Luke going after Kilgrave and Kilgrave taking control of him. And Luke tells uh, Kilgrave about him and Jessica. He says, oh, we were lovers. 
there's something between us. <laughs> and it's just a really funny little exchange because Kilgrave's like, oh, have you screwed up my chances with Jessica? And looks like, no, 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 you did that yourself. And this is where we get the title of this, this week's episode. Okay. Because he was following Jessica. He saw Kilgrave come out. Mm-hmm. And he's asking why he was following her and uh, him. Mm-hmm. And Luke says that he wanted to kill Kilgrave. And Kilgrave said, "Take a bl- oh, you want to kill me too? Take a bloody number. Got you, right? Okay, okay, I missed that. <laughs> that makes that makes more sense, you know. Um, yeah. So basically, the gist of it is that Jessica wants to kill Kilgrave, and Luke wants to help. Um, however. Luke's only been away from Kilgrave for like seven hours, so he might still be under his control. So Jessica kind of keeps tabs on him, basically, until he's going to be not under Kilgrave's control anymore. Uh, she finds out that Kilgrave, uh, oh, Kil- Kilgrave had given a performance to a theatre full of people, and outside he tells this guy to stand facing a fence forever. <laughs> She's like, oh, he's actually going to stand there? And the guy just like walks across the road and looks at a fence. I felt quite sorry for this guy because this guy didn't do anything aside from essentially tell Kilgrave that he was good. Yes, but he was annoying him. <laughs> yep. Well, everyone annoys him. Yes. And we find out that the bodies at Trish's place are gone and the place is being cleaned up. So, like, nothing ever happened there. And and obviously Simpson, we saw him get picked up last episode and he's, he's gone. Uh, Trish has found out that Kozlov works for some company called IGH. And she has not been able to find any information on Wikipedia about them. I don't know if... Did you look up IGH, Chip? No, I didn't. Did you? No, but... Uh, uh, According to Trish, there's no information on them, so I didn't bother. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) Yep, we totally accepted... uh, (laughs) We we totally accepted uh, Trish's explanation. I mean, obviously, all the IGH stuff is to do with... uh, like when you look it up, it has to do with Jessica Jones. <laughs> Although, like the first thing that, that came up when you Google it is uh, it's not Jessica Jones related. Is Herbert Windham, who is the high high evolutionary, <laughs> which I thought was quite funny. But I think that's just because it's like IGH. All those letters are in the word high. <laughs> so uh, I don't uh, really actually, funny. when I googled it, it what it. Auto-corrected it to IHG. <laughs> uh, here are all the acronyms that IGH stands for, Andy. Okay. Immunoglobulin heavy. Mm-hmm. Invergrove Heights. Mm-hmm. Institute de Genetique Humaine. It's going to be that one. <laughs> Institute of Gender and Health. Nope. Institute for Global Health. Immeasure... Uh, Okay, this is French. Immunable de Grand Hauteur. Mm-hmm. In God's Hands. Okay. Internal <laughs> Gear Hub. Mm-hmm. Icebat General Hospital. Mm-hmm. Impaired Glucose Homeostasis. Mm-hmm. Institute Grand Vignier Steva. Yeah, Ravraski, yeah. Inspector General Honorary. 
mm-hmm. immunoreactive growth horm- hormone, mm-hmm. Imperial General Headquarters, mm-hmm. and the Irwin Group of Hospitals. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Never heard of any of those in the Marvel Universe. Nope, definitely not. The, the other one that I, that I thought of was uh, infant growth hormone. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of more applicable to like what was going on there because like this is to do with uh, IGH ends up being like it's the company that was involved with uh, Kilgrave and stuff, mm-hmm. and it looks like it was them that was experimenting on on the kids or at least they were behind it. Um, I I think that that's going to be something that will be revealed later on in the, in the next season. Say. Well, well, yeah, tell us cer- what that stands for. It, it's certainly a good possible. Yeah, it's it's basically a plot thread for if there was a season two. Yep. All right. Or it could be. Uh, oh, there's an interesting one. Inhuman growth hormone. All right. So they could be injecting people with inhuman stuff. All right, but I mean, Jessica, uh, you know, if the timelines line up and supposedly everything's connected, the Inhumans weren't out there yet, really. Well, the blue guy was on Earth for a long time, yeah. and like uh, Gordon and the the uh, what was the place called the Afterlife? Mm-hmm. That's been there a long a long time before we ever saw it on Shield. True, and like but this was uh, a government agency. Daisy's mum and whatnot. Yeah, but this was a government agency. This wasn't... Well, I, I don't Indian think they ever said well, IGH was a government agency. You're stretching. Move on. <laughs> you never know. You never know. But yeah, I do. So. You're wrong. <laughs> As I am many times. <laughs> um, yeah, so moving on. Um, we see Trish's mum visit her in the hospital, which uh, Trish is not happy about. <laughs> Because her mom's supposed to stay away from her. And Trish doesn't really want to see her, to be honest, even though she's in hospital. She and her mom don't get along. Nope, not at all. Uh, Kelgrave, meanwhile, is trying to increase his powers, basically in an attempt to control Jessica. Uh, he's, his dad's basically trying to make a new formula for him in order to enhance his power and increase its range and uh, lasting strength. And we see that Malcolm is uh, going home. He's like going back to see his parents in order to get away from Jessica, <laughs> which was kind. Of, it was kind of sad, but kind of apt, and like you can say fair enough to the guy. Like he's been through some he's bad been through shit. Hell. Yeah, and yeah, he just wants to go home for some chicken soup. Uh, Luke and Jessica also investigate Albert's room. That's Albert as uh, Kilgrave's dad. It turns out his, his landlord has sold a lot of the stuff that he had in his apartment on eBay because he didn't pay his bill. And it's, this is a f- really funny scene because the lady's like, oh, give me 50 bucks if you want to look at these chemicals. And Luke just picks the lady up and moves her out of the way. <laughs> Which was I thought was hilarious. Yeah, I, I, I love the way powers are subtly used in uh, this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It was so funny. 
Uh, so they investigate these chemicals and then they go and check out a local biochem lab where Jessica intimidates a doctor into telling her about about Kilgrave. Basically, Kilgrave has been making this guy work non-stop for him. And when Kilgrave says non-stop, it's literally non-stop. There is no stopping to go to the toilet or anything. <laughs> you just work, 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 work. Yes, according to Jessica, she walked in there and the, there was piss and shit all over the place. Her words, not mine. And uh, people had passed out. Yep. And see when, you know, it's actually a bit of an oversight by Kilgrave because see when you've got scientists or like doctors that working on chemical formulas for you, you should probably have a sterile environment <laughs> and not one covered in piss and there, shit. And, like, it, <laughs> you know? Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> So yeah, it's obviously a bit of an oversight from from Kilgrave there, and and that could be. Oh, I'll get to. Um, Trish's mum brings her some files on IGH. It turns out that they paid for Jessica's hospital treatment when uh, that was after the accident, which is kind of interesting because before the accident she didn't have pills, and after the accident she had pills. Mm-hmm. And we didn't didn't ever get to see. If there was any experimentation done on her while she was unconscious, because she was in a like effectively in a coma for at least for a little while, it's unclear on how long for though. But she didn't age too much, so it wasn't like years or anything like that. No. But certainly enough time for them to have experimented on her in some way. But yeah, Trish's. Uh, so Trish thinks uh, IGH might have done something to her. And in, in amongst that time period, uh, Trish's mum always has an agenda when, when she comes a knocking. Her friend wants uh, Trish to endorse some bottled water, <laughs> and she tells uh, she tells Trish, "Oh, don't piss on money, Pats." <laughs> You're like, "What? Don't piss on money? <laughs> no one does that." <laughs> well, yeah, I th- oh. you know I think a. Patsy was used as a kid by you know by one of these stage moms. Yep. Who uh and so she you know, honestly anything her mom brings to her, she's wary of to begin with. Yep. Which is understandable. And uh, you know uh her mom's not her agent anymore. No, and I don't think, like, Trish obviously doesn't need, like, she's got a successful talk show and, and whatnot. She always, she's doing well for herself. She has, like, a nice, a really nice apartment with a, a bloody panic room and all that sort of stuff in it and uh, a doorman and things. Mm-hmm. So, um, she's obviously doing really well for herself and she doesn't, like, she doesn't need to endorse some, like, product like that that she doesn't believe in. Because you no. could just imagine, like, if, if her mum had got involved with this, she'd have had her face plastered all over the bottles of water, like, oh, mm-hmm. drink this water. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, uh, a lot of actor, you know, a lot of actors will say you don't say no to anything because you never know when, you know, when the next offer is going to come through. Today you might, you know, everybody may want you. Tomorrow uh, nobody's calling. You're a has-been. That, that is true, but I, I think to have, like, especially for, like, Trish that does, like, a, a talk show, like, she needs mm-hmm. to have, like, integrity, and she mm-hmm. definitely, from her character, we, we see that, and she 
seems like the sort of person who would not endorse a product that she doesn't believe in. It's the same like when when we get sent a say a review code or something like mm-hmm. that for for a game uh, to cover on our other shows, um, that doesn't automatically mean we will say it's a good game. <laughs> like <laughs> just no. because somebody or, or they're not paying us to, to talk about the game or whatever, but they are giving us like a effectively like a free copy of the game in order for co- in, in exchange for coverage. But that is not why we, we're going to uh, one enjoy the game and two speak positively about it. Like we might play it and, and hate it. Like I, I was, there, that's one of the reasons I ex- don't take exactly, review copies yeah. anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. But <laughs> I mean, uh, I had the misfortune of reviewing a game called a Z Run on the Vita, which is one of the worst games I ever played, and uh, give it one out of ten <laughs> in my in my review. Awful, awful game. But yeah, um, yeah, but and I don't want to I don't want to belabor this point because I think it was mm-hmm. a minor point at best, and I'm not even sh- you know her mom was came by. I think the first thing her mom was trying to do was reconnect with her daughter. Yeah, uh, that was you know that was uh, that was her quote unquote agenda for this visit. The the fact that a friend a friend of the family is also would like uh, Trish to whore, whore herself out for some uh, for an endorsement of some water bottled water uh was just oh and by the way hey if you're interested mm-hmm. i have this deal because that's just the way her mom is you know she's one of these people who like like she says don't piss on money you never because she, her mom remembers when they lived in a one-room apartment yep i just wanted to bring it up for for the more for the sake of of trash and like mm-hmm. how she was like so against the idea of like whoring herself out effectively. Like she wouldn't endorse something she didn't believe in, which I think is is cool for her character going forward. And like we said, I definitely want to uh, see more of Trish go forward. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> and I, you keep going. I'll be right back. I'm losing my voice, so I need more beverage. <laughs> no problem. But yeah, the, the thing is with with Trish, like. I fully expect her to show up in in the Dare and not Daredevil, in the uh, Defenders series when it pops up, and we have seen little bits and pieces of her like, getting to fight and stuff like that as well. And obviously, going up against Kilgrave, she hasn't had too much. She, she hasn't been able to have too much effect, to be honest, because she is a uh, <laughs> she's easily controllable by him. Like obviously, you can't control Jessica, but he could easily control Trish so she's tried to stay out of his way and she's only she's only been training for a, like what seems like a short time at this point and we did see earlier in the season that she was kind of not not quiet or anything like that but she was definitely not happy with the, her level of expertise in terms of uh, defending herself against gunmen and whatnot. but as the season's gone on she's grown into her ability not abilities but her grown into her uh, fighting skills and whatnot. So look forward to seeing more of her coming up in the next season and whatnot. Um, you back, Chip? I am back. Okay. You know, so, uh, just I, I, as I kinda, an aside, kinda, mm-hmm. uh, after the ball gaggies, I lost my voice for an entire day. I don't know, but uh, I just, uh, it's the last couple of days, I just keep losing my voice, so... Forgive me. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of. I was just talking about uh, 
Trish and whatnot and mm. installing to get to the next scene because the next scene was was like a holy shit moment. Um, so <laughs> we see Jessica and Luke staking out the lab and uh, Kilgrave's courier eventually shows up and they follow him to a park. Um, Luke waits by his bike alone and uh, Jessica like walks through the park after the guy. And Giant bubbles are not cool. Nor are breeders, according to Jessica. <laughs> I didn't get the breeders line. Were were two people making out or something? No, it was uh, like when she was coming out of like it was like a kind of archway. She, her path yeah. was blocked by like two couples with prams, and she oh. had to like she she shoved one of the prams out of the way. She's like breeders. Okay, I was <laughs> like, what, what? Why is she referring to them as breeders? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. And for for those that speak English, prams are baby carriages. <laughs> or yeah, prams. <laughs> baby carriage. That's just a mouthful. <laughs> but yeah, um, she falls. So she after like she gets delayed by the the breeders, uh, she kind of loses the courier for a minute, and then when she eventually clocks him again, he is standing with some garden shears and. It looks like he's going to eat them. <laughs> yeah, as you like, do. As you do. And these are normal garden shields, not chocolate ones or anything like that, just normal garden shields. He puts them in his mouth and then falls face forward and they go straight through the back of his head. Yeah, this was a bit rough. Absolutely brutal as fuck. They did not expect it. And, you know, I don't even think I noticed this on my first watch. I must have, like, zonked out or something. But like when when I saw this watching it back tonight, I was like, "Holy fuck! I didn't see that coming!" <laughs> like, did not expect it. I was like, "Wow!" Um, I would say that that is kind of the equivalent of like the car door scene from Daredevil. Mm. Like that, it was just so brutal to see that because I mean they they showed you in pretty graphic detail like the guy's head lying there with like these shields sticking out the back of it. Yeah. I, I I don't think it gets to car door, but it, it was pretty it, it was pretty uh, intense. But yeah, suicide by uh, Garden Shields not not a way I would like to go. Wow, <laughs> and I felt really sorry for this guy because he was just like a, a courier guy who'd obviously been manipulated by Kilgrave. And um, Jessica does check out his bag and it's empty. So that lead is gone. She's lost that lead. Right. And she goes back to her place with Luke and they meet Trish. Who's, uh, Luke mentions that his wife was a big fan of her show. Yeah. And, Tr- <laughs> and Trish encourages Jessica to have a romantic interlude. <laughs> Which I thought was a great expression. Text the wife. Romantic interlude? Question mark? <laughs> Um, but yeah, there's always time for whiskey, Chip. There is always, always. time for whiskey. <laughs> so Luke and Jessica have some whiskey, and Jessica gives Luke a uh, Reva's uh, yellow USB drive thing. Reva's, yes. The f- yeah, Re- Reva, Reva. <laughs> to- tomato, tomato. tomato. <laughs> um, also, and, and now the this next the next scene was like the next scene was like Malcolm intervening with Robin. Mm. And now I thought this was strange because Malcolm had literally just said that he was going home to his parents, and now he's still in his house. Like, 
How does that work? Yeah, I was a little confused by that, too. It's like, I thought you bugged out on us, dude. What's going on here? Yeah, he had a bag, and he was like, mm-hmm. went to his car or, or a taxi or whatever to, to leave, and I thought that was going to be the last we saw of him, and he had like a fairly dramatic exit, mm-hmm. and like exchanged some uh, some words with, with Jessica about how much of an arsehole she was, basically. But yeah, now here he is. He's still at his apartment. Maybe he had to come back and pick up something else. And obviously, being the good guy that he is, he, he has some trouble going on. He he has to go and check it out. And that's going to get him in a lot more trouble sooner or later. But yeah, like Robin is basically accusing some delivery woman of uh, <laughs> being a spy for Kilgrave. <laughs> but she's actually just delivering a charger that Ruben had ordered a few weeks before. Robin's been through a lot. I think everybody yep. in this show has been through a lot, but yeah, including us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but yeah, Robin is obviously really paranoid at this point. But um, Malcolm does help her, and he, he takes her to Ruben's like uh, final resting place by the by the river, which uh, Robin thinks Malcolm is into her because he's brought her to this like romantic place. <laughs> which I was like, what? The dogs are romantic? No, no, no. But yeah, he helps her basically get closure by throwing the charger into Ruben's uh, into Ruben's final resting place, effectively. So he is finally getting his charger, just a bit late. Yes, and uh, her line: uh, "I hope they have free express express shipping in heaven." <laughs> yep, it was probably her best line of the of the season. <laughs> and uh, meanwhile, Kilgrave's power is being increased with this slime that his dad's making um, his dad reckons that he would work better if he could have a rest so he would be more focused <laughs> you but, know I rewatched this scene tonight and I was just like this guy's just whacked man but yeah Kilgrave's got another idea for keeping you more focused so if you're ever tra- uh, if you're ever tired and need need to feel a bit more awake and focused like when it when it's like four in the morning and you're doing a podcast for example mm. have have the Kilgrave method handy now just get a blender put your hand in it and lower your hand down turn, turn the blender on of course mm. <laughs> lower your hand down are you focused now good <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was, a, it was just oh, it just shows Disturbing. you like, how much of a dick Kilgrave is yeah like I mean he could have literally let his dad sleep for an hour take the edge off get him wake up and that's it Boom, there you go. But yeah, he's obviously working him like nonstop in order to make himself more powerful. And he felt, felt really sorry for his dad, but not as sorry as I feel for him later. You got, we have to remember that Kilgrave is basically a giant spoiled brat. Pretty much, yeah. So, um, now back at Jessica's apartment, a freshly showered look thinks that Kilgrave might have tried to test out his increased powers, and Jessica manages to find a video on some website called Pickaxe, which, like, it's, it's obviously like a video sharing site, but you could you could have come up with something better, like PicTube or something like that. <laughs> something not, Pickaxe, like what a terrible name for a, a, like a video streaming website. We wa- I don't know if you watch it at all. CSI Cyber. I have not watched it yet. It's the only CSI show that I have not watched. Um, and uh, what, they're uh, 
substitute for Facebook is is stupid. I, I, I mean, I can't remember the name now, but it's like, really? That's what you came up with instead of either licensing Facebook or uh, coming up with something? It was It's, it's dumb. It's really <laughs> dumb. <laughs> like, I've heard a few ones over the years in shows. Like, there's one called Friend Face. I can't yeah. remember what show it was in, but it was like, Friend Face. <laughs> I'll friend you on Friend Face. Like, fuck Friend Face. <laughs> like... But it's just funny that you, you can't mention these things without having to pay someone some money somewhere. It's all about the Benjamins, Andy. It's all about the Benjamins. Absolutely, yeah. But yeah, they, uh, they f- she finds this video where it's a lady talking about a man telling a crowd at a theatre to shut up and the whole crowd went silent. So Jessica and Luke visit this theatre under the cover of uh, liquor license inspectors. And the manager offers to bribe them and says that 30-year-olds look like 20-year-olds now and uh, look like 20-year-olds now and 10-year-olds look 20. <laughs> like, And Luke says to him, why are you looking at 10-year-olds, man? <laughs> and he's like, it's just an expression. No, no, it isn't. And no, it fucking isn't. Like, that is a weird, creepy old dude. Yeah, like, he's a creepy really... old dude. Yep. <laughs> But yeah, um, the CCTV footage of the incident has been deleted, but Kilgrave is on hand to perform again for them. So, Jessica... T- hmm? Did you get, like, a Joker vibe from this scene? Absolutely, yeah, a little bit. It was him, like, kind of his coming out party, almost. Mm. Like, like, look, here I am. Like, I'm not, I'm not afraid to, like, stand up to you anymore. I'm standing on a, on a stage, come and get me sort of thing. But yeah, Jessica sends the manager away and Luke as well and goes to confront Kilgrave. And she had an awesome like little drop off the balcony. Yes, this was a quote-unquote hero moment. Yes, yes, definitely. It's like when Iron Man drops down from the sky and has his pose. This is like Jessica's little moment of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kilgrave tells her to stop. and <laughs> She doesn't stop. <laughs> She keeps on walking. His power still doesn't work on her, regardless of how much he's increased it at this point. But, surprise, he's been controlling Luke the whole time. His window is now apparently 24 hours, as opposed to, like, I think it was 12. Uh, Jessica thought it was. And supposedly Luke hasn't forgiven her at all. Um, He tells her that he would never be able to forgive her for killing his wife, which it's unclear if that's true or not, or it's just Kilgrave manipulating him to say that. Kind of unclear. I, th- I think mm-hmm. it was. like I think he has forgiven her deep down. And Kilgrave, all, like, all the like niceties and stuff like that that Luke's been saying to Jessica is all being Kilgrave's words <laughs> coming out of Luke's mouth. Which I, felt I will quite say sorry I for forgive Luke. you every day until... You say enough. Yep. <laughs> and Luke had said that when they were staking out the the pharmaceutical company. Yep. And, you know, they didn't kiss. They didn't do anything. They just, you know, continued the stake out. But uh, she warmed up to him and mm-hmm. she thought uh, she was forgiven. But, uh, yeah... And to find out that no, that's just Kilgrave. Kilgrave fed him that line, and yep. she, you know, her her response when he when Kilgrave quotes Luke's line is, 
what, uh, have you been, uh, did you bug us? And she goes, is there a bug you? I'm the one who wrote the line. And that's when mm-hmm. she gets uh, sucker punched by Luke. Yeah, so Kilgrave then orders Luke to kill her. And we get Jessica Jones versus Luke Cage, which was which was cool. And, and it's not something I expected to see, actually, in this show. But it was an awesome fight. So much uh, destruction <laughs> going on. I'd say much more so than uh, when they fought uh, Simpson in the earlier episode. Okay. They're throwing each other off walls mm. and smashing chairs off each other's heads and everything. And this is yeah, one of eventually... the few superhero scenes in the entire series. Yep, and it was done really well mm-hmm. as well, like totally effectively. Um, obviously, these two are not like trained fighters; they are like we've spoken about before, brawlers. So they just use whatever's at hand and use it as a weapon against each other, including a cop's car door. <laughs> that was cool. Which. Which was an awesome shield moment, mm-hmm. and uh, like obviously, if you remember back to Captain America, uh, the first Avenger, mm-hmm. so like the first Captain America movie, Captain America does end up using a a shield, uh, sorry, a car door as a shield. Right. <laughs> so it kind of reminded me a little bit of that, and it was mm-hmm. it was cool to see like Jessica doing that, and and um, basically look is uh, there's nothing you can do about it. He can't fight Kilgrave's power. He is going to just keep going until he kills Jessica. So in order to stop him, Jessica ends up having to shoot him in the face with a police shotgun. So just to back up, as they're mm-hmm. fighting around this gar- this uh, police car and Jessica uses the door as a shield, uh, she lets go of the door and tries to climb through the police car to get away from Luke. Luke grabs her, pulls her back through the car, and as she's getting pulled back, she grabs the shotgun out of the police car. So you got to explain oh. where she got the shotgun. I thought it was just lying on the ground from from the cops. No, I think it was still in the car. I think she got it as she was getting dragged, pulled back through the car. Yeah, yeah. That 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 sounds <laughs> that sounds like what happened. But yeah, um. So yeah, she ends up shooting him basically in the bottom of his chin. Which we know he's got unbreakable skin, but it does definitely seem to give him some damage. Obviously, he's not, um, he's got unbreakable skin. That doesn't mean that he won't, uh, get trauma. Like, if mm. he's concussion, like, it's basically shot a concussion. And, <laughs> effectively, yeah. If he's shot in the head with a, with a shotgun, it's gonna do some damage, like shock damage to his brain. Like, if you take a, if you take a fall, mm-hmm. like, and bang your head. Or fell off a ho- hoverboard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> I feel that would do some damage to you. Yeah, yeah. Been there, Always done that, got that t-shirt. <laughs> but yeah, um, at, at the end of this episode, I was like, well, wait a minute, he can't be dead. Because like, the way that Jessica reacts to it, it seems like he's dead. And he's just lying on the floor there, totally unconscious. Another great cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Another great cliffhanger, which will lead us just straight on to the next episode. <laughs> All right. Do you want to discuss this one a little bit more, or what we thought? Yeah. Um, do you? Is there anything particular that you, you want to mention for that episode? I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Thought it was a good episode. Yeah. I mean, what I what I liked was we finally got. Uh, this is the this was putting the Marvel in the show. I think. 
Mm-hmm. You know, up until this point, we really hadn't gotten any, you know, it's been very light on any superhero scenes whatsoever other than mm-hmm. Kilgrave's mind control powers. Um, so here, here we finally get a superhero fight and something that honestly, I hadn't even thought about. You said you didn't expect to see it or you you didn't, I don't think you expected to see it this soon. I never even thought about it, honestly, that, yeah, they should, you know, we need to see them fight and see who, you know, who's the stronger hero and that type of stuff. But yes, this is a, this is a hero show. We do need that. (laughs) Um, so that I thought was cool. Uh, like I said, I liked, you know, I, I got a big Joker vibe and Joker's probably one of my favorite, uh, comic book villains of all time, you know, good Joker at least. Um, cause there's some Jokers I just don't like, but, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, so that was just all of a sudden, that was cool. That was Kilgrave. You know, Kilgrave is a villain. There's no doubt about it. I mean, he basically sexually assaulted, molested uh, Jessica, other girls, and uh, had um, people do a lot of horrible things. But this, like you said, it was his coming out party and him saying, mm-hmm. "I am the villain." So I, yep. I kind of like that. I. I I wish he'd have come out and said like I am the purple man or something like that. Yeah, because he wasn't he he's never been referred to as purple man. They've always they kind of like have hinted at it quite a lot. They've put him things. in a lot of purple clothes, although not entire, <laughs> not always purple. Yeah, although the, they, the shirt one of the shirts I think either on uh, twelve or thirteen was either dark, very dark blue slash purple or black me being partially colorblind sometimes uh i have a hard time with that shit so i think it was purple <laughs> i think every everything he wore was like some shade of purple okay it was a deep purple <laughs> deep a little purple. smoke yeah, on the go. water you know oh yeah thing, yeah you know. <laughs> all right but yeah, yeah overall good... you know this and then Seeing Jessica and Luke more or less get back together, and then Jess having to shoot him in the head with a shotgun was interesting. Yeah, I mean, quite, uh, quite but fun. as, as uh, my co-host Ryan uh, said on a or used on a couple weeks ago on the B team, we all know that Luke has plot armor. He's not dying; he's getting his own goddamn show. Yeah, I know, and that's that's the only thing about having this kind of conquer cliffhanger. Mm. You know, he's not dead. No, like because he's got his own show coming up, so he's not going to be dead. And the the defenders are still going to happen. Like, so I mean, even if you set the Luke Cage show before he, let's say, died, if he died here, um, the defenders would have to take place after that. And if Jessica Jones is going to be involved in it, how the fuck is that going to work? Because they just met in this season, right. so. It, wouldn't have fitted in with the timeline, so they kind of spoiled their own cliffhanger. Although, like, I think we spoke about it before, like, about them doing their cliffhangers just to get you to kind of watch the next episode mm. immediately. And I suppose for the people that don't follow things the way that we do, they might not necessarily know that he was getting his own TV show. True. 
so it could be less of a like it could be more of a cliffhanger for those people I'm sure there are some people they should be listening to this podcast <laughs> <laughs> alright so on to episode 13 Yes, season one, episode 13 of Jessica Jones, which was called A.K.A. Smile. Everyone smile. <laughs> and we'll, we know why that is, and we'll get, we'll get to that at the end of the episode. Now, Luke is not dead. <laughs> Spoilers. He is, uh, he's in hospital. Um, needles won't pierce his skin, so he still has his power. And we get... A more experienced nurse to come and try and <laughs> insert the needle in his, in his skin. And it turns out to be Claire from Daredevil. Yep. And a, little, a nice little cameo. Oh, now, it's more than a cameo, but... Oh, yeah, she's in, she's an integral part to this this episode, I would say. And now the second, <laughs> the second I saw her, I was like, where's Matt? <laughs> yep. But yeah, um, I was like, oh, Claire's here, right, cool, we're getting the whole gang back together, Foggy's going to be here, Matt's going to be here, it's going to be amazing, it's going to be the greatest episode of anything ever. You are just and, so optimistic. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, and like, and when, when my head goes there, I'm going, right, okay, like the after credits, they're going to do an after credits scene, Robert Downey Jr. is going to show oh, up, and next Jesus year Christ. going to be there, <laughs> Andy, I, I, I was, Andy. I wasn't going. There's that no much. such I'm thing as Santa Claus. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> I'm just gonna ruin everything for you. You've just spoiled all the children's Christmases, Chip. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know if we've got any children that listen to listen to the podcast. Let us know if this, you do. Yeah. They definitely should be. <laughs> but yeah, um, Luke's head also breaks a drill. <laughs> Because they try and drill his head to alleviate the pressure on his brain, um, but the drill breaks, <laughs> and the the doctor or, the, or nurse that's trying to uh, do this to him says, "Okay, he's one of those." <laughs> I like so that. So obviously, yeah, it was cool. Like they're they're obviously familiar with powered people. Not necessarily they've treated them before or anything like that, but they they'd have seen on the TV like. Avengers and, and mm. whatnot. And maybe they might have even seen some of the stuff that's been going on each issue with the Inhumans and things. Um, but Claire does uh, help Jessica get Luke out of there. And it was, there was a, actually quite a funny bit where Jessica picks Luke up. Yep. <laughs> Just the way... Like, I, I, I don't know how they did this, whether it was like using a lift or something like that, because there's no way that... Uh, Chris and Ritter would be able to lift Mike Coulter. There's just no chance. She, I mean, she might be a strong lady or whatever, but there's no way that she could lift him. He is a massive, muscle-bound guy. There's no way she could lift him. And True. it just looked so funny, like her left, this little little Jessica lifting massive look into wheelchair. I'm guessing it was some type of dummy. I don't know. Like it. it Definitely looked like him. I think they must have used a winch and then edited it out and uh, using effects. Maybe. I'd like to see the the making of that scene, the commentary when it when it eventually comes out on Blu-ray. Um, yeah, so Claire helps them get out of there and mentions that they aren't her first <laughs> encounters with these sort of people. Obviously, she's referring to uh, Daredevil. 
and she mentions that she, they're not going back to her apartment because she lost her lease before because of an incident like this. Again, if you're into what happened in Daredevil to her, I can't, I can't remember what actually happened to her apartment. Yeah, in Daredevil. I'm trying to say what, what happened to your apartment. Oh, didn't somebody break in? Oh yeah, on and there was the guy that was on the roof. Remember? Yep. And Daredevil and like was hanging over the roof edge. That's. So yeah, she lost at least because of because of all that incident. So she's obviously had to move house. Uh, she reckons that they can ice look and give him oral medication, and hopefully that might help him uh, stop him from dying. Basically, uh, Jessica gets a call at the hospital, so Claire takes a look back to Jessica's place. Um, Kilgrave. Now, can Kilgrave control people through phones at this point? Do you think? Hmm. Can Kilgrave control people through phones? Because it seems that way to me. Yes, because he's able to do it through the PA system. Yeah, so uh, it turns out that he is in the security center of the hospital, and this is the point where he calls Jessica an anal crumpet, <laughs> which is just the best insult ever. If you ever don't, <laughs> if you ever don't like somebody and need to insult them with with uh, with a new insult line, anal crumpet, use that. Like this, brilliant. <laughs> it worked on Andy like earlier tonight. It did, yes. I cannot wait to call Ali and Eno Crumpet tomorrow. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten all about Eno Crumpet and I'm not going to forget it this time. So yeah, Kilgrave uses the PA system and he broadcasts like, an image of himself and Jessica on the TV and sends everyone in the hospital to kill Jessica Jones. This was cool. Mm-hmm. Which, was, which was very cool. <laughs> uh, Jessica does manage to escape eventually um but it does get goes, does get a small cut on her leg on the way out yeah she puts on a, a hospital mask and gown and joins the mob searching for her mm-hmm. and somebody one of the patients starts looking at her a little too close pulls the mask off and she has to make a mad dash for it yeah but it, it was really cool to see that, and like I'm, I'm sure it was Jessica was like, "Oh, I can't wait to, can't wait to get my hands on that Jessica Jones." Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was really funny. Um, over uh, uh, over at Jessica's place, uh, so yeah, Jessica managed to escape from that eventually. Um, over at Jessica's place, Luke goes into shock, and Claire drains his cere- cerebral brain fluid through his eye with the help of Jessica, which was, was gross. Very gross, yes. She's like sticks a massive needle into his eye. So although his skin's uh, impenetrable, or un- impenetrable, his, although his skin's unbreakable, his uh, his eyes are not. Yeah, and his mouth, I would assume as well, is mm-hmm. not. So that's obviously his his weakness. <laughs> say uh, that he needs to remember in order to stay undamaged to close his eyes and keep his mouth closed. Like, for example, when his bar blew up, he must have had to have closed his eyes and kept his mouth shut. Yeah. You could imagine, like, his ears as well. You would have to, like, block all of his all of his orifices in his head and his nose as well so that you didn't get any, like, fire getting in his nose and stuff. I suppose. I hadn't overthought it like that, but yeah, okay. Because, I mean, if you get, like, fire in your lungs, that mm-hmm. is very bad. <laughs> But yeah, um, Kilgrave's, Kilgrave and his dad are still working on his uh, serum 
shall we say. Um, Kilgrave wants all the drugs. Uh, there's a 40% chance that he gets stronger and a 60% chance that he kills him. And his dad wants it to kill him. <laughs> and Kilgrave kind of does too as well, which I thought was quite weird. He's like, yeah, I kind of hope that happens too. Like, okay, why? Like, I couldn't get why he wa- would want to kill himself and why he didn't just kill himself if he wanted to do that. Because he can't have the girl he wants. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it's it's one of those weird ones. Yes. But yeah, Kilgrave is getting really desperate at this point. And we see he decides to take the serum and he basically he gets an ejection from his dad, which is very reminiscent of the scenes we see of him as a child. He like mm-hmm. bends over the table and his dad is like injecting the serum into his, his spine effectively. Spinal it's cord. Almost, yep. Spinal cord, yeah. So it's almost exactly like it's the way it happened his kid. Yeah, a spinal tap. Turn up to eleven. And this time when he gets the injection, uh Kilgrave's veins turn purple. Oh, I which, didn't notice that. Yeah, like when he, he kinda retches his head back and he mm. and he sort of screams out in pain. Okay. All his ve- all the veins on his neck turned purple. And I and when I saw that I was like, Holy shit, he's gonna go full on purple man. This is gonna be awesome. And then Matt's gonna show up, and then Foggy's gonna show up, and then Nick Fury's gonna Easter show up. Bunny, <laughs> and, and the, the Tooth Bunny, Fairy, Santa Claus, and the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, uh, Jessica invest. Uh, sorry, Jessica like has like a bit of a cuddle with Luke, which is well, she's unconscious, and she says that she wants to do normal shit with him, like go bowling, mm-hmm. and. And uh, like anytime when anyone mentions like bowling, I'm like, oh yeah, the big Lebowski. Fuck it, dude, let's go bowling. Like, yep, that's a good thing to do. Like stuff like this shit that's happening with Kilgrave, let's just go bowling. It'll be much more fun. Uh, so Jessica then investigates Luke's phone and finds out that someone called Justin Bowden called him. Uh, apparently this is like some rich party boy, basically. And Kilgrave's been controlling this guy as well. Uh, it's so they, she plans to go to this guy's house and investigate. Uh, Jessica asks Claire to stay with Luke while she and Trish go to get Kilgrave, basically. And Trish tells Jessica about IGH. And that they paid for her treatment while she was in the hospital and whatnot. And that they might have been potentially them that was behind getting her pills. Now Trish waits in the car while, uh, and the code phrase for her to come in is back up. It's something that Jessica would never say. Like, I love you. <laughs> Which I thought was funny and it just kinda shows you like how much of an arsehole Jessica is to some people. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she gets up there though, she finds an absolute bloodbath. Uh, one of the guys is dead. Kilgrave's dad has had his arms cut off, and one of uh, Kilgrave's other helper, which uh, I believe was Justin Bowden, is uh, blending Kilgrave's dad's arms. <laughs> Uh, he was told to remove dad from the face of the earth and then kill yourself. Wow. <laughs> uh, again, very brutal and very gory mm-hmm. as well. Didn't expect to see that at all. Um, Jessica kind of knocks him out and uh, effectively imprisons him to stop him from uh, continuing on with this. Um, Albert, who's Kilgrave's dad, is not dead though. Even though he's had both his arms cut off, he's not dead. Which was mental. 
and he kind of speaks to Jessica for a minute, and I think he did. I think he did die before she left, didn't he? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you if you lose that amount of blood, mm. then you're basically curtains unless you get your in a hospital. You're on your way it. out. Mm, absolutely. Um, Malcolm comes to Jessica's place and finds Claire there. Um, she tells him that she's not a special nurse. She just keeps running into special people. <laughs> uh, she also says that she's no one's sidekick, <laughs> which I, I thought was quite cool. And like her and Malcolm, like seemed like they would have quite an interesting dynamic. Like you, you could see them having some chemistry, couldn't you? Yeah, I don't think that's where they're going though. No. No, I think I think uh, Malcolm ends up with Robin. You think so? Oh, I hope not. I like Malcolm. I don't like Robin. Nobody he likes should, Robin. He should be. He should be with Claire. As soon as I saw them on screen together, I was like, "Yep, there you go. That should be a couple." Um, Jessica meanwhile calls Hogarth and tells her to fight her partners who are trying to kick her out. And this is like how this might potentially tie into Iron Fist. Like if uh, Hogarth does get kicked out of her law firm and ends up uh, working alongside Iron Fist, I think what was it? Uh, he was to her in the co- uh, to him in the comics. He was like his lawyer, legal father's best friend. You know, sort of, uh, sort of, sort of like Batman is to Robin. You know, he he kept an eye on him or uh, on Iron Fist after. Uh, Iron Fist's dad died. Right. Okay. Or um, maybe like also... Alfred is to Baby Bruce. Yes, Batman, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, and Gotham. <laughs> um, also, Jessica tells Hogarth to represent Justin Bowden pro bono. Because, uh, yeah, he's kind of killed a guy a wee bit. And he, needs, he needs some legal representation. Uh, we find out that Kilgrave is at a ferry terminal, which... Uh, which she goes to, and now just before we get into the specific scene, don't you think this ferry terminal looks a lot like a bank? Uh I didn't. No, that's kind of the way the terminals look in uh, New York. I mean, if you ever saw <laughs> okay. Grand Central Station, um, it's a very, I guess the word might be gothic. Uh, classic uh, turn of the century building, and I believe the ferry terminal. I, I don't know if I've ever actually been there in uh, New York. Is very much the same thing. Okay, because over here, like, I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a ferry terminal look anything like this. Like over here, for the most part. The last ferry that I went on, there was a porter cabin. You went and you paid your money at like mm. a counter, and then you waited in a queue to get on the ferry. <laughs> like there was, there was no terminal or anything like that. And uh, even like on cross channel stuff, like when I've been going over to uh, mm. going over to various places in Europe and things like that, I don't ever remember there being anything anywhere near as close to to this, like, level of grandeur, effectively. But I just thought it looked like a bank. And I, I understand where you're coming with that. And like I said, uh, New York has some gorgeous architecture. Yeah. Um, Grand Central Station is just, uh, mm. you know, every time I go in there, I mean, 
it you know it's a goddamn train station yeah. uh, but it the building itself is just magnificent yeah and i mean like the, like this ferry terminal looked awesome mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's how i thought it was like because i had to i had to go back and check because i was like hold on a minute these i'm sure kilgrave said he was like a ferry like why have we gone to a bank all of a sudden <laughs> It was very strange to me. I'm like, why is it in the bank? But anyway, um, so we see uh, Jessica walking into the this uh, ferry terminal with her hood up and like blasting tunes in order to stop Kilgrave controlling her, seemingly. And um, some cops escort her in, and uh, Kilgrave then pops up and confronts confronts her and tells her to reveal herself. And she takes her hood down and. Oh, it's Patsy, <laughs> which I thought was great, and I couldn't believe that nobody had thought of this earlier. It's like blast, blast some heavy metal, and you'll mm-hmm. be absolutely fine. Like Kilgrave cannot control you; just you won't be able to hear anything else. But Kilgrave can't have any power over you, which I can't believe nobody thought of this earlier in the season. To be honest, <laughs> especially after you see someone do it, you're like, obviously that's what you would do. <laughs> And they've tried to work out so many different other ways of how to get around about his powers. All you need to do is blast some good music. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Jessica then arrives on scene and Kilgrave orders all the cops to kill her. Uh, the real Jessica. And jumping Jessica Jones, uh, Kilgrave escapes and jumping Jessica Jones jumps over all the cops and traps them in the terminal. Uh, Trash also like nips outside during the, the commotion as well. And they follow Kilgrave as he's trying to get on his boat to escape. Now, Kilgrave orders this big group of people to start killing each other. And Jessica and Trish intervene. And whilst they're, whilst she's intervening, uh, one of Trish's headphones comes off. So one of her ears is, uh, is exposed. Kilgrave shouts at everyone to stop. And he kind of flashes purple when he does this. Oh, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, his like his neck veins and stuff like turned purple, and I was kind of disappointed that he wasn't fully purple. <laughs> I wanted him to go full on purple man and be completely purple faced, which they could have done that quite easily in that one scene. And so yeah, he shouts at everyone, tells everyone to stop, and Jessica stops. So Kilgrave is like, "Nah, this is all just an act." So he calls over Trish which is the, the only person that Jessica loves. And Kilgrave says that he's going to rape her every day. <laughs> or, from, well, from Jessica's uh, point of view, he'll be raping her every day. And Trish, under orders from Kilgrave, kisses Kilgrave, and then they make to leave on the boat. And Jessica doesn't move. She just stands there. And now Kilgrave... Obviously, is like, wait a minute. You should be coming to stop me. Like, I'm about to leave with the only person that you love in the whole world, and you're not doing anything about it. You're just standing there. And he's, uh, and he's like, he's basically like, fuck yes, I've won. <laughs> and he starts to celebrate, essentially. And he he then approaches Jessica, and she, he says that, oh, she will love him back one day, and, and all this stuff about what he's going to do and, and whatnot. And he tells her to smile and she smiles for him and he asks her to tell him that she loves him and Jessica looks at Trish and says I love you 
picks Kilgrave up and snaps his neck. Which was quite brutal and not something you usually see a quote-unquote hero character do. But as we've seen throughout the season, Jessica is not your typical hero. And obviously when he asked her to, to smile, that's where we get the title for this week for this episode. Mm-hmm. And now that's obviously Kilgrave's dead. That's the end of Kilgrave. No more Kilgrave. And so we've got like just one or two things to wrap up here and then we'll talk about the episode as a as a whole and what we thought and whatnot. Um Luke wakes up, finds out Jessica's been arrested for killing Kilgrave. No no one is looking for Luke and nobody knows about him except for Claire. And they mention that Jessica is tough and shit. And she's even tough and shit with Luke. Uh, Luke asks for some water and Claire goes away to get some water. And by the time she gets back, he's gone. Just he's he's fucked off to do his own show. <laughs> Hogarth is representing Jessica again and she basically manages to convince the police that mind control is real and now she's got like a bunch of people that are willing to testify obviously the people that were involved in the fight at the docks as well as uh, as well as the police that were uh, controlled and shot at Jessica and Trish and she manages to convince the uh, the detectives that Kilgrave forced Jessica to snap his own neck and effect- effectively used her for him to commit suicide. And so she manages to get Jessica released. Uh, Trish gets some boxes of paperwork sent to her from her mum about IGH and she's going to investigate that. And I would think that this is going to lead her down the path of finding out the origins of Luke and whatnot. So we might see her pop up in Luke Cage. Uh, who, Patsy or the mom? Eh, Trish. Okay. Not the mom. Uh, Jessica gets home, looks gone, and Malcolm has started cleaning up her house. Um, She's got a load of voicemails on her phone when she turns it on, asking her for help, obviously, because she's now effectively a famous quote-unquote hero because she, she got rid of the, the evil Pearl Man. But she deletes all the voicemails. Because, like, there's so, there was, like, I don't know, what, 13 messages or something like that, and these people phoning her saying, oh, this is wrong, that's wrong, the next thing's wrong, and she's like, delete, delete, delete. Then her, but her phone rings again, and Malcolm answers at this time, and says, alias investigations, how can we help? And that was the end of the episode and the end of the season. And just to mention that briefly, I, I think that, Malcolm seemed like seemingly like getting involved with Jessica's business. It's probably a good thing because he can act as like a sort of moral compass for her. Mm-hmm. Like these people that are calling her and asking her for help, some of them probably genuinely needed her help, and she's just like, "Nah, don't care, ignore, delete." But he is—he's probably going to be able to motivate her to be the the quote unquote hero that she needs to be, and it's. It's not quite the same, but it get, definitely gave me the vibe of remember when she was trying to get Kilgrave to be the hero. Kind of like that, obviously not as bad. Like Jessica is not or nowhere near on the same level as Kilgrave, but it gave it reminded me of that sort of dynamic. Yeah, um, I don't see it that way, but okay. In the comic book, it was more. Uh, 
the what's his name Rupert the Robin's brother oh Ruben Ruben mm-hmm. uh it's more the Ruben character that becomes her kind of secretary mm-hmm. and sort of inserts himself into her life mm-hmm. and becomes you know sort of just becomes the office manager and I mean, I, I can see where you're coming from, but at the same time, I think it's more of just a, uh, he's her friend. He's part of this world, whether he wants to or not, and so is she. And they're just going to have to get used to it and, work, you know, save the world. Mm. So, but. but yeah, I definitely think Malcolm's going to fill that role. Mm-hmm. In, uh, in the TV show, and and I'm much happier that Malcolm's doing it rather than Ruben, because I, I like Malcolm. He's a he's an interesting character, and he's got a cool haircut. And I hated Ruben. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so this ended. This was the end of the season. Uh, I don't know if I like this episode as much as I like the one before it. You know, I mean, I love the Luke Cage. Jessica Jones fight. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, it was an interesting standoff with the Purple Man. There were nods to the the finale of the comic book, the mm-hmm. first series, yeah. uh, where Purple Man walks through Times Square and tells everybody, "Hit the person to the to their left and kill them." Mm-hmm. And we sort of had that with the party boat scene to an extent. Um, I don't like that they killed the purple man. No, I don't either. <laughs> I feel that it's it was kind of a misstep for them to do that because David Tennant played him really well mm-hmm. and they developed an interesting character. They gave him a great backstory. They gave him like so much motivation to hate Jessica and whatnot, and I think that if she had just not killed him, then it sets him up down the line to be a a villain for some somewhere else. Exactly, and, it, it would have to be somewhere else. He can't come back to Jessica Jones. No, um, no, definitely not. No, certainly not for years. Anyway, it wouldn't make sense, and you don't want to see the same show over and over. I get that. But to effect, not to, I don't want to say waste. Like I don't, I don't want to uh, belittle what they did with Kilgrave in this series. But yeah, to effectively waste a great villain, a great actor mm-hmm. like that, on a role that is never going to exist outside of this one season, was a misstep. It does show you that Jessica has the uh, the killing the killing blow, <laughs> like in her, which mm-hmm. is. I don't know if you've seen the Man of Steel, but some characters you would rather they didn't kill people. I think Jessica's one of them. Like they, sh- they should kind of have that line that they don't cross. Like you'll get to a point where they go, "Okay, no, I need to stop now." But yeah, Jessica did not have that line, and she killed Kilgrave, and no, no, kind of in cold blood. And it's not really what Trish would Trish wanted either. Because obviously Trish wanted him imprisoned. Mm-hmm. And that could be a source of conflict going forward in, in the next season as well. But, yeah, 
I think it's a real shame they killed him because, like I said, David Tennant was brilliant as Kilgrave. Brilliant. He was. He played it so well. Well, here's the problem I'm go- I'm going to pose to you. Uh, hmm? These shows work. You know, Daredevil, Jessica Jones. Um, they do a great job of creating characters and characterization. Shows like Flash and Arrow and Shield to an extent, uh, most of the villains are one-offs. Yep. You know, one episode, you really don't get to know them or uh, you know, love to hate that love or hate or love to hate them. Uh, they're they're there for that one episode and then they're gone and you know. 75% of the time, you're not going to see them again. Yep. Um, with like where, the is, Netflix, where is Graviton? Hmm? Where is Graviton? Yeah, where is, where is Graviton? Um, <laughs> he's in a bubble somewhere. Uh, <laughs> the So, and I thought, you know, the Purple Man is not a huge Marvel villain. He, you know, he's not Doctor Doom. He's not Doc Ock. He's not the Green Goblin. Uh, he is a usually a B-level in terms of notoriety villain at best. Maybe even C or D-level. I mean, he's not that big a deal. So, but what they had done with him... In this series, he could have been one of the main villains of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yep, totally agree. Especially the the television universe. Like, mm-hmm. imagine you could easily pop him in at Agents of Shield. Easily, his power is pretty easy to explain within, say, a minute. Mm-hmm. And you could you could fling him in, like, say, oh, he escaped from prison. There you go. He's on a rampage. We need to capture him. Great tie-in, one episode arc, boom, there you go. And I'm just wondering, did they write themselves into a corner and it was, okay, we need to kill him? I I think what they did is, um, because Daredevil at the end captured and imprisoned Kingpin, Mm. they wanted to do something different with uh, Jessica Jones, so they killed the villain, so so as to make it a bit different from Daredevil. But... You know, okay, I understand that, but usually heroes don't kill. You know, nope. th- there's that code of conduct. Nope, and, and I think just they could have done it just as effectively, showed like Jessica's power, everything. They could have played the scene out exactly the same, and had her rip his tongue out, or had her even like even kiss him and bite his tongue out. <laughs> just as just as effective. <laughs> How about knock like him would... out and duct tape his mouth shut? Well, that as well, yeah. I mean, but, I mean if you want to well, create well, a more let's, permanent Let's solution. do something kind of crazy here, you know, mm-hmm. a little goofy. But, I mean, all you have to do in order to kill Gra- to stop uh, the purple man, I almost called him Graviton, um, <laughs> is shut him up. I mean, we Trish proved that. Mm-hmm. With, with the earbuds, as long as you yep. can't hear him, his power has no effect on you. Um, yep. Biting his tongue out, 
effectively kills him. Uh, if you want to be able to have him come back in another Marvel show uh, or movie or what have you, and it's David Tennant. I mean, this you know this is this is a pretty decent act. You know, this is a big name actor. He could be back for something else. Um, you know, I, I to to an extent, I think it's a waste. But I mean, I'm against pretty much killing anybody, especially in these shows. Probably more so than in the real world. Um, just because, you know, there's great the the potential for future storylines and plots and things like that. Uh, I you know, you know, I see potential there. Um, so I don't know. Uh, but at the same time, if you do use him in, let's say agents of shield or, uh, Marvel's most wanted, like, you know, let's, uh, Mm. let's try and go with something a little crazy here. Uh, the reason his story worked and worked well is, we had 13 episodes. He was the villain for 13 episodes. Yep. Can you do a one or two episode story arc with him now? Is he spoiled? Um, I wouldn't say so, aside from the fact that you can just tune him out by wearing headphones. Yeah. I... Like, apart from, apart from that. But, I mean, I'm sure you could find a way around that. Like, I definitely think it was uh, a misstep to kill him off. Like, especially because they did put, like, a lot of really good character development into mm-hmm. him. And the the way they did his character was really well done. Which I was quite surprised about. Because, uh, I mean, when you say the purple man, you're like, well, he must be some ridiculous, terrible bad guy. And, obviously, if they had him, like, straight away as, like, some purple dude, then they would probably be like that. Yeah, but... The way they did it in the show was great, and I did want him to go full purple by the end, but he didn't. It was very sad. And there was also no Matt, no Daredevil, no Foggy, no Nick Fury, no no Coulson, no Robert Downey Jr., and no Tooth Fairy or Santa Claus. Yeah, I'm... Well, and, and we've beaten that horse to death way too many I, times. I know. Just, the, the one thing that I will... I, I definitely want to get your opinion on with this is... Claire was in this episode. Claire mm. was great in this episode, and she did at one point, and it mentioned that she could call her friend to help out mm-hmm. because he has has experience with these sort of things. And yeah. Jessica's like, no. At that point, I was like, holy shit, Daredevil's coming! Like, we're gonna get to see Daredevil pop up here yep. for like ten minutes, a cool cameo, and then Jessica's like, nah, we don't need him. We we're not doing that. And it made me very sad because <laughs> I feel like. I, like when it's the second I saw Claire, I, I I was sure that Daredevil was coming, and it never happened. I was I was very disappointed by that. It was cool that Claire was there, but I just thought they could have, you could have chucked Daredevil in there. <laughs> like you could have had him being controlled by Kilgrave for a minute, and then Jessica like knocks him out, and then takes down Kilgrave. Thirty second cameo. Uh. My concerns with that 
yes, I wanted him there. No, no doubt about it. Okay. Uh, I definitely would have loved to see a Daredevil cameo. Um, at the same time, it may be a misstep if they did it. And here's why. Mm-hmm. If you had, you, I think because of the way, the pace of the story, this was a 13 episode thing. Having Matt come in for a scene or uh, an episode, I think you would need at least two episodes of him. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like, Claire worked absolutely fine in, the, in her but, one episode. Yeah, but Claire was... She might not want to be known as the sidekick, but she is a supporting character. She played mm-hmm. a nurse. She helped him get back to health. Daredevil is more than a sidekick. Daredevil requires, you know, being controlled by uh, Kilgrave and battling Jessica, and you know, be and then uh, being cured or you know, uh, rescued or something to that effect. Where mm. Claire can come in and do her, you know, uh, do the nurse thing and be on the sidelines where she belongs. Mm. Um. So, I get that to an extent. I mean, obviously, I would have loved to see uh, Daredevil there, and I, you know, and if Daredevil was going to be on the show, it probably should have been episode somewhere between episodes nine and eleven, mm. because what they did was, I mean, yes, Luke Cage was in this episode. But he was in bed the entire time. <laughs> he was he was having a rest. He was tired. Um, this was Jessica's episode. Mm. It was all Jessica all the time, and it was her story. And she finished it alone. If you were, you know, uh, they found a way to sideline Luke. And they did a great job of that because, you know, you had kind of, I think we all expected, you know, maybe a Trish, Luke, and Jessica finale. You know, all, you know, and what we got was Jess rescuing Trish, basically. Um, I think... You know, I, I didn't really expect that because, obviously, the nature of Kilgrave's power means that he is not going to be like a guy who you're going to get a big fight scene like Jessica against Kilgrave and like whoever else happens to be around. Mm. But obviously, I did think that she was going to have to fight her way through those people a bit more mm. than what she did. Or that Kilgrave might have had somebody else stashed away that could that Jessica would have had to fight through first, like another powered person. Yeah, something. So I think, uh, you know, you... You didn't want this is this is Jessica Jones's, you know, possibly her last episode. You know, they they hadn't this confirmed a season two as of yet. Um, so this was her moment to shine, and yep. bringing Daredevil in steals that spotlight. I do, I do agree to a certain extent. I just would have loved to see the cameo. 
we all did. I mean, I'm not <laughs> saying I didn't want yeah. to, but I don't know if it needed to be in this episode. There were plenty of mm-hmm. other spots for that. That's true. I think that's definitely something that we'll we'll talk more about yeah. uh, on the next episode when we talk about like the show as a whole. Especially like when we get other people's opinions on this. Right. I'm curious to see what, what they think of it as well. So, but uh, it was it was an ending. I'm not going to say it was a satisfying ending because, like I said, I wasn't happy that uh, they killed Kilgrave. Mm. It, yeah, it was a Man of Steel ending. They did Man of Steel. <laughs> okay, I. Since I, didn't, I haven't seen Man of Steel, I'll uh, defer Spoil, to you. Spoil some Man of Steel, but yeah, it's like literally the Man of Steel. You're just spoiling everything this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Um, but so, yeah, overall, fun show. Uh, great episode. Loved, uh, loved the way they brought it to a conclusion. Um, and, uh, and they set up some good plot points for are plot threads for a possible season two. Yeah. So. All right. Um, we did get some tweets. Oh, good. Yeah, I haven't even looked. <laughs> <laughs> I've been so out of it today. <laughs> yeah. Um, we did get a bunch of tweets from uh, James Warren. Okay. I think he sent something Which, to our Facebook page, too. I'll look there. You pull up the tweets. Yeah, so <laughs> they, were, uh, they were essentially all just telling us about... Uh, well, essentially all tell, sending us links to various uh, articles and things that uh, I guess that you didn't get to read any of them, Chip, if, uh, if you haven't seen them. I, pro- I probably have. I just forgot about them. So... What what do we got? Anything? He, he has become our news hound. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, he, he sent us one. Um, it was the showrunners talking about Marvel's Most Wanted. I, I think we kind of covered that mostly uh, last week. We were talking about going to pilot order and whatnot. Okay, let's let's see what we got. A bunch of them here. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so he did do the thing on the... On uh, the ratings, and we kind of... I think we covered that pretty well. Yep, I think we, I think we got all that at the top of the show. Um, so I'm not going to touch on that. Uh, why can't, this one I can't get open. There we go. And we have already covered the Marvel's Most Wanted thing. Yep. Uh, somebody, uh, one, uh, a executive VP at Marvel has said that the Punisher on Daredevil is extraordinary, which I think led to the rumors of the pilot pos- or uh, a, a series is in development. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Cape Watch, the first wave of Avengers may be on their way out. Yes, this is kind of something that 
Marvel's been building at. I mean, at the end of Avengers Age of Ultron, you see the quote-unquote new Avengers. Uh, these guys, all of these guys have contracts. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. has already held Marvel ransom for some big paychecks for, uh, to continue to appear in Marvel movies. We've seen that. We've heard the stories about it. They paid him a shitload of money to be in Civil War and nobody knows what he's getting for the Infinity movies. Uh, Chris, I can never remember his damn name. Chris Evans has already said <laughs> yep. he can't wait to be done with uh, the Captain America movies in Marvel. But now that, uh, but now he's thinking uh, he's taking that back and saying, "Hey, it's a great gig, and I get paid lots." Um. I think he's wanting to uh, take a step out of acting and go into directing and producing and stuff. I, I, I heard something weird like he's going to become a carpenter. Hmm. Well, I mean, I suppose if he's made enough money, he can retire and do what he yeah. wants. And, uh, you know, I've heard that. Um, Chris Helmsworth, there's rumors, you know, Ragnarok is, quote unquote, the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Yep. Could be the end of Thor. Could be. Does that mean? But I, I, you know, I think if they're going to die, I think they'll die in Infinity War. Either that, or they kill them off in these movies, bring them back in Infinity War, and have them die again. Because in, in like, uh, have you read the Infinity? Uh, no, I started it, them. I never. I. I am so far behind in my comics. <laughs> no, no, I mean like the old ones, the like the Infinity uh, Saga and whatnot from way back in the day. Um, no, I don't think I ever got to the original Infinity War. So it, it is worth reading, but I mean mm. they they can like because of the sort of way the powers work, they can mm. kill people and bring them back to life in like RP. So they could easily kill off everybody. In these movies, at the end of these movies, and then resurrect them Which, in Infinity War. Yeah, comic book death. You know, yeah, comic book death. and unfortunately, <laughs> I think you know that's one of the biggest uh, swipes against comic books. Mm. Um, I remember when they brought Jean Grey back from the dead. You know, that was you know, and it took ten, fifteen years to happen. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that was absolute. The biggest deaths that I remember where characters came back to life would be Phoenix, Jean Grey, mm-hmm. Adam Warlock, and the original Captain Marvel. You know. Okay. Uh, and. Did, 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 go ahead. Hey, the one that always sticks with me is Bucky. Yeah, okay. And, you know, I wasn't reading comic books when they brought Bucky back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, all of the, you know, those are, de- you know, uh, that's what I think has cheapened comic books to an extent. Mm. Uh, bringing sacred characters that uh, back to life. You know, the, uh, it's, it's, 
it's kind of a dishonor to their memory, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, yeah. So if I think they, the only one that's not coming back ever is Uncle Ben. Yeah, we've done that. But um, <laughs> the yeah, that, wait for the new comic book next where, next month uh, from Marvel yeah. called Spider Ben. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, there's another one that's back to life, Gwen Stacy. Um, mm-hmm. th- so I think you do that in the movies. I think you lose some of your audience. And so I, I, you know, any resurrections, I find as a huge misstep. If you're going to kill a character, kill them. You know, make it final. See, I I don't mind if it's for something like Infinity War, like a temporary resurrection for half a movie, and then they can die again. It's a cheap plot point. Yeah, but I mean, it it does happen. (laughs) So, but all right. Uh, so, but yes, eventually these contracts are going to expire. Eventually, uh, and I think they're moving too quickly towards it. You're going to have to bring in the new generation of characters. You know, we now have Falcap, we have She Thor, uh, we have a ton of different Hulks running around the world, and the Hulk is the least developed of the Avengers, in my opinion. And, you know, yep. we uh, we all want a Hulk movie. Um, I have, you know, you have War Machine, which is fine. But, uh, you know, Steve Rogers, Tony Stark, Thor. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you want to really call him uh, Don Blake, but whatever he's not don blake in this universe though yeah so thor Thor. and (laughs) which is what he's been in the marvel universe for 20 30 years and Mm -hmm. bruce banner have 40 50 years of comic books under their belt steve rogers has 75 um (laughs) well it's the 75th anniversary of captain america this month um so killing them off or ending their story in three, four, you know, uh, let's call it six movies when you throw in the Avengers movies um, is a shame. I mean, I'd rather see a James Bond model where, okay, Chris Helmsworth gets fat and old and bald and you need to replace him. With your next big um, blonde bow hunk, uh, Robert Downey Jr., you know, has a relapse or something, and you need to replace him. That you know, you can do that. James Bond has showed us that, and people will still come as long as you tell great stories. So, yep, absolutely, uh, I think it's a big misstep if they do that. But, you know, I, I understand you want to bring in the new gen. I don't like the new gen characters. I They're not the characters I grow, grow up with. And to an extent, I think Marvel has kind of alienated me in that uh, aspect. You know, these, these characters have persevered for 50 years. And... 
you know, I, I, I don't need uh, a new Spider-Man or the totally awesome Hulk. You know, mm. uh, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to ever see the totally awesome Hulk on the big screen. So, I don't know. It's just uh, the comic books were able to use these characters for fifty years. I think the movie should at least get twenty out of them. Yeah, I would. I would kind of agree. And I mean, the the movie universe did start in two thousand and eight, so we're approaching ten years now. So, but I would have liked to see another 10 out of these characters and we could have got a bunch more movies. But do you know what the interesting thing is for me, right? We could end up with a, living in a world where we've got the, the new Avengers, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got like Scarlet Witch, The Vision, War Machine, and Falcon, right? Say those four are your four core Avengers. Mm-hmm. And then you've got in the Netflix television universe, you've got Daredevil, Punisher, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones. Like... Those are almost higher level characters in terms of like like if you rank them like ABC sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Those are almost high, higher level or at least on the same level as the characters that we've got in the Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. So why can these... The, so I mean, those characters could easily be pulled in. But anyway, that's a, a whole nother, mm-hmm. another thing. <laughs> uh... Another article from Jeff Loeb talks about, uh, or from James Warren talks about how Jeff Loeb is raving about season two of Daredevil, and uh, both The Punisher and Elektra are absolutely awesome, and it's going to ask the hard questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this might be the synopsis of it. For Matt, who believes in the law, the question of whether or not he is a vigilante and whether or not that makes him the same as these people is something that god damn it i hate these stu- uh, <laughs> is something that will drive the story and will drive matt um and in his performance charlie cox will really raise some hard questions when you decide to put on a mask and go out and seek justice and you are not somebody who the law sees as someone who should be doing that job how do you get away with that? Mm, yeah, it's a definitely interesting question for him to pose. Well, and I think, you know, this, like we said about the, the this is what the Netflix shows are. The Netflix shows mm. are superhero shows for adults. And, the, you know, they don't, and by putting them, you know, as basically rated mature audience only, because of the violence, the language, the sex, whatever, you have opened yourself to more mature plots and uh, characterizations and can ask and can leave uh, the audience with things to contemplate. Where Mm -hmm. Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, and S.H.I.E.L.D. are family shows full of action, some great characters and characterization, some decent plots. But at the end of the night, they're popcorn shows. Mm, yep, totally agree. I mean, could you and I do uh, do an in-depth show on Flash or Arrow? Yes, we both have. We've both guested on Starling City Radio. But, mm-hmm, um, yep. <laughs> you know, you listen, or you listen to our show's 
you know, Carter cast starts up next week or shield cast. Um, the, the things you and I discuss on daredevil and Jessica Jones are a completely different level than what we talk about. I think on shield and Carter cast. Um, it brings up, all, you know, I, I always say that we sound more intelligent when we're talking about the Netflix shows. And that's just because the subject matter is more mature. Yep, totally agree. Um, they, they raise some, like, they, they make you think of, like, interesting things. Mm. Yeah, I mean, well, we like don't, we don't usually deal with rape and sexual mm-hmm. assault. Uh, <laughs> no. And, on Agents of Shield, no, you know, and things like that, and Shield, or and you know the 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 network shows. Hmm. I couldn't even imagine them even being allowed to say the word rape on on Shield. Uh they could. I mean, it's not uh, it's not banned. The show on after a- it is about a. <laughs> Uh, here is called American Crime. Right. And this season, I think it's on the same night. Maybe that's Wednesday nights. I don't know. Uh, but, and this, the storyline for the season is about a male basketball player who gets raped at a, uh, after game keg party. All right. So, uh, you know, that's not something, but it's not something that, Yes, we would expect to see in Shield mm-hmm. or Flash or well, Arrow maybe. Arrow's the dark, the darkest of the shows, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But so, you know, and the other article that James sent us a link to goes into once again how dark Daredevil's going to get. I'm, you know, I'm really trying to avoid. I, I, I walk this fine line of what I want to talk about on the show and what I want to read about about these upcoming shows and not spoiling it for myself. Because I really yep. like to go into these things with... Uh, to, to be surprised. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Especially, like, see, like, in the days leading up to the show being released, like, mm-hmm. the, for these Netflix ones, I know that there are people out there that... Um, I know that there are people out there that have seen the show already, like say, like from let's mm-hmm. say advance type things for uh, for review purposes or for like people getting it through illegal means and whatnot. So for the week leading up to the show releasing, I don't read anything about it, and for the week after until I've seen the whole thing, I don't even I don't look up anything to do with the show at all, or like however long it takes me to to read it. Because, for example, for Jessica Jones, like because it did take me like I think maybe like a few weeks to get around to watching all of it. Mm-hmm. I I had had it spoiled for me that there was a cameo in it, and I know you did as well. Um, I did not know who the cameo was. I so I was, fully <laughs> you're, I've been saying it wrong the entire time. <laughs> I you know, I I th- I and you, know. you, you were you were great. You just let me. Uh, be, make a total ass out of myself and say, well, we all, you know, it's been spoiled that uh, Matt Murdock, Daredevil, is in the end of, uh, in the final episode. 
To be fair, you never said that explicitly on the podcast. You just said that, uh, or you you knew there was a cameo in the in the in the final episode, and it was spoiled for you. <laughs> yeah, and and you let and you uh, you had finished it and knew who it was, and you let me uh, and you did not say anything to me, and I appreciate that. We'll t- <laughs> we'll take it one step further. My co-host Eli. Um is very careful about what he watches and what uh and trying to avoid spoilers at all cost and he it might have been me i actually i think he he saw it on the super bowl or something uh he got really pissed when he found out that the vision was in uh age of ultron i said dude that's been known for over a year Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a trailer he saw, and <laughs> yeah, and he he was pissed. Mm. Or it was maybe it was you talking about a trailer or something like that. So I think so, trailers are fair game. Uh, like, yeah, once it's once it's out there, especially uh, on uh, on the ne- uh, you know on network television, mm-hmm. uh, I think yeah, you're. It, you know, it's fair game because then it's quote unquote common knowledge. Mm. But, you know, and so uh, to an extent, you know, I do, you know, I, I, I want to read the articles, but at the same time, I, do, you know, I, I don't want to know too much because I want to go into it. A, I don't want to go in with being with over expectation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, uh, yeah, it, 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 it's 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 a balancing act. So, but we do appreciate the articles, and we will mention them. But if we seem to be glossing on them a little bit, uh, it's because we got to walk that line, same line here with our listeners, because there's some that really don't want. Um, Things spoiled. So, all right. Uh, by the way, I just saw an article, and I was trying to look up something else, too, because I am going to something next week, and I wanted to plug it. Um, mm-hmm. But Netflix has now confirmed Punisher. Oh, okay. Cool. So, um, let me see if there it is. Netflix will get a spinoff. Let's, let me pull this up. While this is coming up, uh, I am going to Heroes Fan Fest next weekend. Mm -hmm. And I've kind of looked at the guest list and I I haven't gone deep into it yet. Uh, I want to I need to thank and she may be on the show with us next week. uh, Normie, because she and Knuckleballer Radio is hooking us up with VIP passes. Oh, cool. Uh, but I'm going with Normie and her husband, and my wa- and my wife is coming along as well. Uh, my wife may join us for the post mortem. She, nope. she nice. said she may uh, do it as well. So we're gonna have a star studded cast if we. <laughs> and it might take a week or two to put this post mortem show together. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but we are going to this fan fest thing. It is. I think Secaucus, New Jersey. It is at the Meadowlands uh, complex, and it is going to be a lot of the stars from the DC shows. I'm not sure any of the Marvel 
stars are going to be there. But, uh, you know, it's basically autographs, pictures, swag, uh, and a whole bunch of stuff regarding the various um, uh, comic book television shows. Nice. So, so the cast of some of the shows is going to be there then, yeah? Some of the cast. Uh, I know Katie Cassidy is going to be there. Uh, <laughs> number one on my list. Uh, <laughs> Stephen Amell. Uh, uh, what the the girl scientist from Flash? <laughs> See these shows go off the air. I can't. Her, uh, uh, Caitlin Snow. Caitlin, yes, Caitlin Snow Killer is Frost. going to be there. Killer Frost. Uh, uh, Penguin from Gotham. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Uh, it sounds like there's going to be a bunch of people there, and I'm looking forward to it. And we will have a full report, maybe as part of the postmortem show, maybe as something separate. God, we're running, we're having too many episodes of this goddamn thing. But uh, <laughs> Netflix must have uh, put out a bunch of press releases today. The announcement came down today that Netflix is definitely giving the Punisher is spin-off series. No official date was revealed, but we're left wondering if Netflix will feel the need to push the Punisher ahead of Iron Fist or not. Daredevil season two will premiere March 18th, yada yada. Um and da, 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 da. so yes, they have confirmed that Punisher will get a series. Cool. I look forward to seeing it. So uh, I hope he's good in, in Daredevil. Yeah. Well, from what they're they're giving it ra- him rave reviews, and they mm-hmm. thought it worth enough to give him his own series. Yep. So, Andy, when you're not uh, trying to get your own series, where can people find you? <laughs> so you can find me uh, fighting for uh, airtime with Ali on <laughs> 42 Level 1 every Tuesday at 4.30 Eastern, one thirty Pacific, 9.30 Greenwich Mean Time. Uh, we broadcast live on all games. Uh, we talk about movies, TV shows, comic books, and, of course, video games. Uh, we've actually got an interesting topic for discussion on this week's show where we're going to be talking about kind of like when is, when does a game become not a game? <laughs> when is a game not a game? When it's made by Telltale. Um, yeah. And that's <laughs> definitely going to be brought up. <laughs> and I can be found every Tuesday night as well on allgames.com at 9 p.m. Eastern on the B-Team podcast with my co-host Ryan, Fred, and Eli where we talk games, tech, etc. Uh, like we said, next week, two shows. First of all, season two premiere of Agent Carter cast, Agents of Carter cast, whatever the hell we called it, and the final episode, and our season finale of Hell's Kitchen cast, Jones and for Whiskey. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening, downloading, or streaming this show. It is also available every Friday night, 8 p.m. Eastern on allgames.com if for some reason you want to hear it again the show has gone on way too goddamn long at 2 hours 20 minutes <laughs> so uh, just remember guys it's called whiskey god damn it see you later guys
Hello, howlers, and welcome to another episode of Fuck Me! Oh, wow. <laughs> Is this the porn podcast? <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> Agent Carter, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Jesus Christ, Christ cast. I don't know what the fuck this is all right hang on 